His Love Christian Fellowship is excited to share this podcast with you. We hope you enjoy this message. I caught the anointing, put it in my pocket. So, so I don't know how to do that. Lord, I just thank you that you're here tonight, God. I just thank you that we're in love with you and that you love us, God. And and Lord, I just pray that what I share tonight, God, would just be another example of who you are and just expressing love in your name. Amen. So, this feels loud. Um... Feels good to be up here, you know, with the Christmas shutdown and everything. It kind of feels like haven't been here in a while, but you know, glad glad to be back up here and able to share with you all. Um, instead of doing an actual teaching, I actually wanted to give just a long testimony, basically, and I cleared it with Ron last Sunday, so it's legit. Because uh, <laughs> I was like, hey, I I just kind of want to tell a story. Is that okay? And he's like, yeah, whatever. I was like, okay. So, because as, you know, a lot of you know, we recently got a new house, and it was actually the fulfillment of a work the Lord's been doing for us for a few years, and Katie and I had said for a long time that, you know, when we finally get into our house, when it's all done, we want to, you know, put our notes together and just, like, create a little timeline of everything the Lord did, because we really believe it was something good that God did for us. So I just felt like this would be a good opportunity to do that. But figuring out where to start is kind of tough. So the story of how the Lord gave us the house in which we currently live started for me, you know, right after we bought our old house on Lehman Avenue, which was in 2011. But actually for Katie, it started way back when she was a little kid. Because for whatever reason, she, she can't even tell you why, but the desire to build a house on some land, um, you know, and that's it. There wasn't like anything else specific. The desire to have land and to have a house built on that land had always been very near and dear to her heart. It was very important to her. It was a dream of her, something about which she was very passionate. So that has been with her forever. And after we went out of our trailer where we lived right after we got married— and we moved into our new house, which was right before Justice was born in 2011. And that was its own testimony that could be told about how we got in there. It was very cool. And the Lord moved in it. But after we moved in there, we knew it wasn't going to be our forever home. We just were excited to have a little um, house that actually had a foundation instead of, you know, a trailer. So we kind of talked shortly after we moved in. What do we want for our next house? And Katie said, well, my ideal thing would be I want to actually find some land, you know, that's a bigger yard than what we have now because I want our kids to be able to run around. And I want want to actually build a bigger house that's than what we currently have. So it's nice and spacious. Our kids can have friends over and all that good stuff. I said, yeah, I agree. Um, And building a house was not really super near and dear to me. I didn't care where we lived as long as it was in good shape. If we bought it, it wasn't as important to me. But I'm like, okay, babe, whatever floats your boat. So that was kind of where we started, and so we just kind of prayed about it because we figured it'd be a while before we needed a new house, and shortly after we moved in there, we were reading um, the Copeland's books about prosperity and about sewing, and so we're like, yeah, this is really cool, prosperity, yeah, and, uh, 
And then around that same time, we actually, Teresa gave a word on Sunday about if you want something, sow into that thing. So Katie's like, okay, well, we want land that we can build a house on, so let's sow into somebody else's need. So around that time, we did what was a big step of faith for us. We took what was a considerable amount of money to us at the time, and we gave it as a gift to someone else who was also trying to get land and get a house going. And so we sowed it in faith and said, okay, this is quite a big chunk, but we're going to sow it in faith as, um, as a love gift, and we're expecting a return on it. And so it was kind of funny because when I sowed it, it was like I thought for a little while, I'm like, man, I am so faithful. I am so holy. That was, man, God, do you see? Do you see what I did? I mean, I, f- I am one with the angels. We are singing glory to God, to God. Um, so I felt pretty good about myself, and it was, it was really a big step of faith. Um, but then what's funny is, like, later on that year, I had several moments where I was like, that was so stupid. Why? We could really use that money, Jared. <laughs> so it just goes to show, don't go off of your feelings. Just walk in faith. But anyway, we made it. We were fine. But uh, we sowed that, and several times over the next few years, uh, we would remind the Lord, hey, we sowed this in faith. We're expecting at least a tenfold return. Don't forget about us because we haven't forgotten. We're expecting you to give back on that uh, faith that we sowed. So that's just kind of laying the groundwork for later. So as time went on, we had kids. They got a little bit bigger, and our house started to get smaller, and our yard started to get smaller. And so we're like, okay, we really want this house. But as we had looked, because Katie was constantly looking the real estate market, and what we found out about Owen County is that if you want land, it's either going to be super expensive for even a little bitty lot, or it's going to be in a ditch because the whole county goes like this. So finding a piece of land that didn't have anything on it was really, really difficult and really, really expensive. So it was kind of like, like in the early stages when we're like, okay, we're not going to need a house for a while. When we were looking at it and we found that, it's like, okay, we'll just live, we're going to live by faith. We're going to just continue to speak it as though it were, because that's what the Bible says to do. And so we were pretty, pretty much in a good place. But then as time wore on and nothing seemed to change and our kids started getting all up in our faces because they didn't have enough house to run around in, then we started to get a little bit antsy, like, okay, what's going on? We really need things to shift. So... At that point, Katie and I started talking, and we're like, okay, well, maybe, you know, your heart's... Because I told her, I said, I really believe if you have a heart's desire like that that you've had forever, and you don't even really know why, I said, I feel like that's a promise from the Lord. I think you put that in you, that you would be able to build a house. And so I really wanted to walk with her in this promise, but we both started to talk like, okay, well, maybe building a house on land isn't something that's going to be for our next home. Maybe we need to buy another bigger home And then later on down the road, God will give us land on which we could build a house. So with that attitude kind of in mind, about a year ago, actually, we decided to put our old house on Lehman Avenue on the market. So I phoned up my good buddy, Trent, and he came over to the house, and we kind of talked about a little bit about putting our house on the market. And he's, you know, he's asking us general realtor questions, saying, it's like, well, what do you want in a house? And so we told him, you know, it's like, we'd like, at least this much yard, at least this much square footage, and this is our budget. 
And he's like, okay, and he wrote it down, and his uncharacteristic silence kind of made me ask him. I said, hey, be straight with me, though. I said, based on what our budget is and what we want, is it crazy for us to go after that, or do we need to scale back our expectations? And and it was funny because Trent kind of thought about it for a while, and he goes, no, no, I think you can get what you want, and I'll tell you why. Because you and Katie are a praying couple. <laughs> I was like, that's a terrible answer, man. That's not what I wanted to hear. So, but Trent's a good realtor. He was very gentle with us. <laughs> but, uh, and he did his best. So we put our house up on the market. And, you know, while we're showing it to people and we're trying to sell it, Trent's looking for houses that'll check our boxes and we're going to look at them. And, you know, we didn't find anything that really worked well for us and weren't really sure how this was going to pan out. And I don't remember the exact timeline, whether we sold our house first. We'll just go ahead and say we sold our house. So we sold our house. We had 30 days after closing to go ahead and get out. And it's like, okay, well, we still need a house. What are we going to do? And Katie, at the same time, she's kind of struggling going back and forth. She's like, okay, I understand that we may need to wait to build a house, and she'd be okay for a little while. And then at other times she'd go back, she's like, no, I feel like I'm settling. I feel like I'm taking an Ishmael. This is not what God has for me. And so we're just kind of wrestling back and forth, and I'm not sure what to do because, like, honey, I don't care if we build a house. I just, so I don't, I'm, I'm not really sure how to handle that, but trying to be supportive, but at the same time saying, hey, we're on a deadline. They're going to kick us out. But, um, so with all that going on, Katie's kind of feeling discouraged and defeated, and uh, and it was cool because Trent called us up and said, hey, I've got another house for you to look at, and and at that point, you know, I think Katie was probably at her rock bottom with it, and, and she's just like, okay, I know Trent's trying, but I don't want to see another house. I don't want to settle, and she was like really upset about it, so about an hour before we were supposed to go see the house, she, you know, plopped down in a chair, um, and she was pretty upset, and she opened up a Bible, and she opened it right, the, she said the first thing that she saw was Ephesians 3.20, which says, okay, so she's really upset, she's discouraged, and we're going to go see something that she thinks is probably an Ishmael, and then she sits down, and she sees this verse that says, now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And <laughs> I love that. That is so cool because when when you're in that place of dark despair and you just feel like there's no hope, <laughs> God just comes down and he says, hey, just go a little bit further. You can do it. And you know, it's just that in and of itself is a whole nother teaching, but that's just beautiful. That's just a picture of who God is, I think. So anyway, she's like, okay. She wiped the tears from her eyes, like, okay, I can do this. We'll go look at the house. I'm going to believe God. So we went and looked at the house. It was Trent and Ethan were there, and um, we looked around at it, and it's like, okay, well, this this isn't going to work, so we'll just keep moving. So we just kind of did that thing. It was like, <sighs> okay, well, this wasn't it. We're going to keep having faith. But as we kind of basically said no, and we're just kind of um, standing around talking a little bit, Katie overhears Trent and Ethan talking about a piece of land, and so she's like, kind of wedges herself in there and is like, so there's land somewhere? Hmm? 
And Trent's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you want to go see it tonight? Like, yeah, I'd like to go see it tonight. So I didn't really want to. I'm like, I'm hungry. Let's go eat something. But she wanted to go see the land. I'm like, yes, dear. So we drove out there, and it was actually, it was land at Thorn Ridge. And I'm like, okay, well, I said, Thorn Ridge is a nice addition. It's like, what are the odds out of the way that we've seen land? What are the odds that we'll be able to afford any flat piece of land, let alone in like one of the nicest areas of Spencer? So... We drove in there and we looked at it, and it was a it, it was a decent lot. It was actually over twice the size of what we had at our old house. What what was our current house at that point? So it was over twice the size um, of what we had. And I'm like, well, this is cool. This is good. And asked Trent what it was worth, and he's like, well, it's worth this much, but I can get it to you for this much because he's a Keith. But uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, could you really do that? And he's like, yeah. He said I was gonna buy it and put a house on it and flip it. I'm like would you give it to us instead? And he's like, yeah. So like, that was really cool. The fact that Trent was even willing to do that in the first place, I think is awesome. But that was a major breakthrough. We went through feeling like the Lord gave Katie that verse and it was like, oh my gosh, this doesn't happen. There's a empty piece of land. And not only was it not snatched up in the blink of an eye because it was a flat piece of land in Owen County, but it was in a really nice area, and Trent said he could get it to us for like a fraction of what someone else would pay for it. And that was nothing short of miraculous. But at the same time, it's like, okay, this is a really good deal, but what's it going to cost us to build a house? Can we afford it? You know, it's like, we're not quite sure. And around that same time, Katie's grandparents called us and asked if they could come over out of the blue. I'm like, well, okay. So they come over, knock on the door, we let them in, and and they say, uh, you know, it was, it was really just kind of abrupt. They're like, you know, we're really proud of you guys, and um, this is for your house. And they handed us a check that was, guess, exactly 10 times the amount that we had sowed years ago. And said, this is for your house. We want you to use this to help build your house. And so we were kind of blown away. And so I was like, uh, I didn't know what to do at that point. But... So let me sum it up. We were in a place where we were not able to afford by our own means what God had promised, something that was a passionate uh, desire of our hearts as a couple. Um, and not only were we able to accomplish it, but we accomplished it in a way that should not have been possible. And it's funny because what I didn't like what Trent said before actually ended up being the truth. He's like, there really was no way that we could do it, but it happened because God did it for us. And, you know, we kind of talked about it and I was like, well, it's to me, it makes sense that it happened that way in retrospect because God wanted to make sure that it was impossible so that we would know where it came from and so that he could be glorified in it. So you know, cut forward to now and rent a house and it's everything we wanted. You know, it's like that the yard is really great and spacious. It's all mud right now, but I just want to give God glory for that because that's, that's nothing short of a miracle for us. And it's beautiful because it's something that, you know, God lets sit out there for a few years. And it just is good because God does not forget about what's important to you. And he does not forget what he says he's going to do. So I want to encourage the body tonight that if there's something that the Lord has promised you and it's been a long time coming, and I know there are a lot of promises that are a lot older than the thing about the house with me, don't think that God has forgotten you. Don't think that you've been cast aside and that you need to find another dream. 
And if God has told you something, don't think that he's forgotten it. So, so there you go, friends and family. That was my testimony. So Papa Ron says, I'm just going to pray for all the people that they would be encouraged. So, mm-hmm. so Lord, I just want to thank you that you're good. And God, I just want to thank you that you don't forget about your promises to us. And you don't forget about what we care about. And God, I just, I just want to speak against anything in anybody's heart. That thing that comes against us that says, well, it's my dream, but it may not be God's dream. Lord, I just declare, God, that the things that burn in our hearts with a passion, God, you care about those things, even if they don't obviously um, relate to furthering the kingdom, God, you care about us and you care about our hopes and dreams. So, Lord, I just want to speak encouragement to every member of the body. And, God, if they're discouraged, I just pray that you would remind them of who you are, of what you are, and how you operate. And Lord, I just pray that like God gave that scripture to Katie when she was in a low place and just said, just hang on, don't, <laughs> don't forget about how good I am. Lord, I just pray that you would just visit each person who needs that God. And Lord, even if there are people who aren't feeling discouraged, I just pray you would just give them an extra layer of encouragement, God. Lord, I just pray for just a double portion. Lord, I just pray that you would meet us wherever we are, Lord. Lord, I just pray. Mm. Hmm. Lord, I know that you feel our pain. You feel the depth of emotion, God, way deeper than we do, Lord. You understand where we are, God. And Lord, you're not telling us to suck it up and move on. You're there with us, Jesus. So Lord, I just pray for grace. I just pray for anointing. And Lord, I just pray for an ability to latch hold of you and to let you walk with us through seasons, Lord. And, Lord, I just pray for encouragement, for joy, God, and ability to look beyond circumstances and just to remember who you are. In your name we ask it, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message.